Be a part of the Fredericton Freeze women's basketball team's $100 from 100 fundraising campaign. The Maritime Women's Basketball League team is seeking $100 from 100 businesses for their 2024 operating expenses. Email fredertonfreezemwba at outlook.com or fredertonfreeze.ca for details. It's a Fredericton treat on the north side and a proud supporter of the Late Scratches podcast, covering sports of all sorts in the Fredericton region. Dixie Lee has been serving our loyal customers for decades at 115 Gibson Street. Our staff is always ready to serve up your favorites at Dixie Lee for dine-in or takeout options. We know you have plenty of choices for food fuel, but we hope Dixie Lee is on your list. Call us at 455-8800 or better yet, come on in to Dixie Lee. Hi, and welcome to the Late Scratches podcast, where we cover local sports of all sorts. I'm Bill Gibson, joined once again in the Marysville studio by Brad James. Brad, our guest this evening, joining by way of the internet. He is joining by the way of the internet, and I want to thank uh, Mike King, head coach of the Fredericton High Black Cats Boys Varsity AAA squad, for joining us uh, from his basement. I think basement office, maybe or classroom. It's it's, it's the basement. It's huh. the it's Oliver's play area. All right. <laughs> so you kept Oliver from uh, you know not bouncing balls off the side of your head here as we uh, as we get set. Uh, yep. Like twelfth uh, season, I believe, at the helm of FHS. And uh, Gibby, I think you probably should be honored here tonight. You want to know why? Why is that? Surrounded by two St. Malachy's Memorial High Saints uh, proud alum. Oh, uh, oh. So, no, I think we have to throw that in, don't we, Mike? We have to, yeah, for sure. <laughs> See, now, if I had to guess, I would have guessed Mike King was at St. John High School. Oh, but... really? Think he's one of those guys? Why, because uh, of his haircut? No, I just I thought I remembered him on St. John High, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Saints, the mighty, mighty Saints. There we go. Just a few years apart, though. Not that many, but, uh, but not I many. No, that's for sure. No. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. And, and the reason uh, we're turning our uh, attention to Mike and O, uh, you have to practice tonight at 7.30, but we've got you for a little bit of time. And uh, the Cotter Classic is uh, is knocking on your door again this year, and it's uh, certainly a, a highlight of the interscholastic uh, season for many teams. And I know for FHS, Coach Cotter's synonymous with basketball in this town, that's for sure. Tell me a little bit, of, um, are you able to convey that legacy a little bit to, to the guys who just keep getting younger every year, uh, what the Cotter means? Uh, we, you know, we try. Um, I'm fortunate enough to to have a good relationship with Rick and, and family, uh, playing with with Jeff and Andy at UMB. Um, so you know, we just try to carry on his legacy and just talk a little bit about you know what he's done over the years and you know all the you know the great you know players that have uh, uh, played underneath him and obviously you know uh, all the championships that he's won uh, on the men's and women's side. So. Yeah, you just try to, uh, you know, it, it makes it difficult as the as um, you know the kids are uh, are younger um, and the, the years keep on going. But we just try to, you know, mention his name and 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 allow them to understand that, you know, when they walk into the gym and they're looking to their left and their right and all those banners are standing. You know, he had a, a huge role in, in a lot of that stuff, and and not just at FHS but the basketball community. So you know, we just try to keep his name alive and well. And um, you know, it's nice sometimes he tries to pop in. From time to time throughout the weekend um so yeah we just try to just try to do as much as best we can and coach cotter so unassuming he's the type of guy that stand in line and buy a ticket for a tournament that bears his name yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and and yeah he, he's a very modest guy and would uh 
you know, he'd probably, you know, walk in, just, you know, sneak in the door and just sit in the corner and, and not really, you know, talk to anybody, just want to watch basketball because um, he loves the game so much. So this tournament, I believe, started back when I was in high school as the Capital City Classic. Rick was still coaching yep. at the time. Mike, did you play in the tournament back in the day? <clears throat> I did, yep. Um, we played um, We played one year when I was in grade 11. Um, and yeah, it was the Capital City. And, you know, it was always... It was always this tournament and the Hoop Classic that uh, we just participated in um, two weeks ago that were always the big ones uh, for me as a player growing up because they, you know, the Hoop Classic was just very, very well run. Um, it was an opportunity, you know, if, if players were uh, aspiring to, to play after high school, it was a good opportunity to be seen by university coaches. And our tournament um, does the same thing because now most uh, universities are on a break and and coaches get the opportunity to come and watch the basketball. So uh, as a player, it, it's an awesome opportunity to get exposure um, to hopefully, you know, uh, go on and play after high school. As a post-secondary coach, what a what a great opportunity. You look at the teams that are in, in FHS's division. They're number one in New Brunswick. Rossi, number five. Uh, Riverview's here. Colonel Gray uh, as well. Leo Hayes, who's number eight. Trimble, who's number three. KV, who's number two. And Carlton North, who's number two in Double A, that's that's your boys' field in the in the two divisions. Some pretty strong teams there, and you saw some strong teams in Moncton as well. Tell us a little bit about the field, Coach. Um, it, I mean, it's it's a great field. It, it's you, as a coach, you know, in New Brunswick, you it seems like we are, we're always going to each other's tournaments. So you you tried to mix it up just a little bit, but but obviously you you invite the teams that invite you to their tournament. Um, and, um, you know, just as you guys said, you know, there, there's there's uh, around the province, there's some really good teams. I mean, we were just at the Rossay tournament um, last weekend and uh, we got beat by Rossay and St. Max. And um, so it's it's up for grabs. It's out there. It's very competitive. You have to play for 40 minutes. Um, so excited to have Rossay KV. We face in the in the final of the Lions Den and uh, beat them by 10. But it was back and forth game all the way through. Um, invited Colonel Gray, so we're excited to have them. Um, we just saw them once last year at their riverboat. And um, obviously, Leo Hayes is is always a, a shoe-in to come over. Um, and um, sorry, uh, Carlton North just have a good relationship with uh, Jamie Gray and, and, and always want to give them the open invite to, to come uh, if it uh, fits their schedule. And Riverview um, as well. We saw them at the Hoop Classic. And uh, again, one of those uh, those relationships you build over the year. I've got a good uh, relationship with Mark, the head coach, and you know we invite them to to the Ricotter, and and they invite ours uh, us to to their tournament at the end of the year. Yeah, and you you open Thursday against Rossi, so a rematch of your last weekend here. <clears throat> yeah, we're pretty excited. Um, that's kind of been the um, the focus this week, uh, knowing that you know we fell short of of winning the game the other night and uh, I'm going to see them again. Really well coached team with uh, Peter and Paul Hickey. Um, probably one of my favorite teams to to play against because and coach against because it's always like a chess match with, uh, with their coaching staff. They'll call a timeout, you know, they'll draw something up, then we'll try to counter with something. And it's just, it's a really fun 40 minutes of basketball. Um, and I really enjoy coaching against uh, the two brothers. You've got a couple pretty good sidekicks on your bench as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bram Russell and, and Brett uh, Speedy. Um, we, it's been a, a really fun year. Bram and I've you know been coaching together for the last seven eight years, and and really have you know built a good uh, coaching style. I mean, we're we're longtime friends outside of the game, but um, 
you know, bringing Brett along. Um, it was it was kind of a hail mary when I when I threw out the, the ask over the summer because he's a Leo Hayes grad. Um, but I heard that uh, all the wonderful stuff that he was doing with the BNB sixteen boys and um, being a board member uh, with the Fusion Minor Basketball. Kylie Speedy was our summer student, so got to know her a little bit more. So I asked her. I said, "What do you think about uh, what do you think if I ask Brett?" Uh, to come on board and she's like well I mean I know that he likes coaching you never know it doesn't hurt to ask so uh asked him and he jumped all over it and I mean the boys are just loving having you know such you know well I mean just a, a great mind of the game obviously has you know a proven uh, success uh, on the court but just where he's younger than Bram and I um, kind of relates a little bit more to the boys and and they kind of eat that up so um it's it's been awesome and the three of us get along so well it's 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 like we've been friends forever it's really great it's really great former roommate with bram russell are you not am i is my memory clouded or is that a fair yeah we, yeah. we, we were, yeah we were roommates for four years uh myself and bram and jeff um lived in the uh apartment uh, complex right across the street from greco uh on dundonald <laughs> a few late night <laughs> runs for donaires no doubt there's That's a couple, yeah. <laughs> uh, joined by Mike King, the head coach of FHS Varsity Boys, getting set for the Cotter Classic. And uh, Mike is a graduate of St. Malachy's, as we already alluded, and a AUS uh, first team and second team All-Star. 98 games in a UNB uh, jersey, 286 career assists. And as you mentioned, you played with uh, Jeff and Andrew, so uh, that connection. Tell me a little bit about... I mean, you've, you know, it's not your first rodeo, but it's not always easy to be coaching in your own tournament. There's 18... <clears throat> different things you have to look at other than preparing for the game uh tickets ready programs ready meetings with parents and uh, canteens and everything tell me a little bit uh what goes on behind the scenes well as you know brad you know um having uh, a daughter that played for for the program it, it's it's kind of an all hands on deck approach and that's one of the things i i really the only thing that i ask uh aside from the support um throughout the year of just kind of trusting the process that we're going through but you know, just asking the parents that this this one weekend, um, you know, we're kind of all working together to to make this thing work, um, and it's always you know, um, you know, well received. Everybody's going above and beyond and and try and you know making my life uh, easier of just kind of getting there and and coaching. But also, I know that I've got to take care of the stuff of welcoming the the boys' coach and and all and the coaches and and making sure they're getting all their stuff and anything on court stuff. Obviously, I, I like to be involved in, but um, yeah, the parents are just on both sides because it is a, it's a it's a men's and women's tournament, so we need you know parents on both sides to help out, run canteen, do admissions, um, and you know without with all without all the the volunteers and the support, it just it just wouldn't happen. So uh, I'm very grateful to have um, all that support um, from both the men's and women's uh, families. Eight teams on the guys' side, and uh, with the girls, FHS, of course, the host in Pool A, along with Harrison Trimble of Moncton, Riverview <laughs> High. A CRHS is in town. Uh, and on Pool B, as you mentioned, Mike, uh, Leo Hayes crossing the river, of course. Halifax Grammar, KV, and Bernice McNaughton out of uh, Moncton. So pretty solid fields on both sides of the ball. Yeah, the FHS at 10, Trimble at 8, Riverview at, at 1 in the, in the NB Hoop News rankings. Uh, and Leo Hayes, three, KV2, Bernice McNaughton, number nine. And, of course, Halifax Grammar, um, a good team as well, as a Charlottetown Rural. 
Absolutely. And, and lots of quality there. And I like what Mike said too. Look, a lot of the university coaches, college coaches coming into town, it's uh, an idle time. And, and a lot of the coaches are spread all over now uh, looking for that uh, post secondary, you know, that interscholastic help for next year. Uh, do you have a lot of communication, Mike, uh, with coaches at the next level in terms of who they should be looking at? What do you think of this player? Uh, what's the character of that player? Yeah. I, I mean, I try to stay connected with. Um, with you know a fair min- fair amount of the coaches um obviously know you know john hickey quite well and and uh joe salerno and um uh steve chapman at, at mount a um you know a couple of the uh, matt skin at, at cape breton and just try yeah just try to you know usually if 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 kids are aspiring uh, you know to play after high school and you know we've had that conversation and i'll reach out to these coaches and just say you know, my first thing is I, I don't know what you need, but I've got this player. Maybe you should, you know, take a look and we can send you some footage. And just I like to, you know, provide, you know, our players with uh, with as many opportunities as they can and just put it out there. And then it's on the player and the coach. If, if that's a fit, um, then they can go from there. But, yeah, try to, you know, try to keep those lines of communication open and, and try to expose our kids to as many universities and, and ACA schools Um uh, AUS and ACA uh, as we can. And one of your team members already committed for next year to St. Thomas, uh, Cameron Evans, uh, going to coach Hickey. Yeah, I, that was, you know, it's it's funny. We actually uh, was after a practice, sat down with uh, Cam and his dad and just kind of talked about some things. And um, at the at the beginning of the year, uh, Cam was going for a visit um, and practice with Stu and he just, you know, it's 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 such an exciting process for me as a coach. That's probably one of my favorite things to do is is to help these kids um, get to that, you know, get to that next level and 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 work them through, you know, what you know what they should look for, what questions they should ask, just to make sure that it's a it's a good fit for them. Um, and uh, that was a fun process, and and I'm really gl- uh, glad uh, Cam committed. I think it's a really good fit. I think it's going to suit his game and. Uh, I'm, I'm loving watching Stu play this year. They're very exciting. They, they play with pace and, and we're trying to actually emulate a lot of the stuff that they're doing because, uh, they're just so exciting, um, to watch and they're really wearing teams down with their conditioning. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a great fit for camp. Yeah. You're, you're leading really well into my next question. It's going to be, tell us a bit about your team this year and your style of play. <laughs> Um, well, we try to, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in, in, in being in shape. And I think that, um, you know, if, if you can, you know, get in the best shape that you can, um, it'll make up for some mistakes, you know, on the court, you know, a turnover here or a ball pass there. But if you can outlast the other team and you can have 12 guys do that and you're rolling guys through, um, you're just going to wear them down. Um, so, you know, we try to, we train with, uh, Derek Wilson at full body fitness once a week. Um, we'll do our on-court session from four to four forty-five. just a, a quick kind of shooter and just kind of focus on maybe some stuff that we have to get ready for, uh, for the weekend. And then we hop over to Derek's from six 30 to seven and, and get at it with the, with the, uh, the cardio and the strength. And, you know, really over the years I've seen that pay off, um, especially in the third and fourth quarter of games. So our style this year, um, to answer your question is, yeah, we're trying to play with pace. We're trying to, as soon as we get it, we're trying to push the ball uh, down the floor, obviously try to run in layups, but if we don't have layups and just, you know, pull it back and, and kind of run some of our, our half court stuff, um, try to on the defensive end, bring a tremendous amount of ball pressure and create a lot of chaos um, and, and try to force some turnovers. So um, we've got a young team this year. Uh, we, we graduated eight players last year. So, 
you know, getting getting those players up to speed on what the varsity level's like as far as, you know, playing for 40 minutes and guys are, you know, going to come at you for 40 minutes. Um, and uh, so it's been a fun process. You know, it's uh, the guys, the young guys have, I mean, X's and O's wise, they are just, it's probably, uh, uh, it's a very high IQ basketball uh, team. We, we draw some stuff up and they execute it. It's just a matter of, you know, playing with energy and pace for 40 minutes and just playing with it consistently. That's what we're trying to really um, work on right now. And, you know, when we lost two games on the weekend, obviously it kind of takes a little bit of wind out of your sails because you don't get the results that you want. But every time you, lo- you lose, you learn. So uh, we took away a lot from the weekend of where we are as a team and where we need to go. Um, and I think uh, the boys kind of have, we, we called it a hit and a reset button. Um, and uh, we're ready to to kind of push forward and, and focus on this weekend. That's, open, a, that's open, an, an Alanis Morissette lyric, isn't it? You, know, you lose, you learn. <laughs> lose, you learn. I, I thought you were going to say hit the reset button. I don't know. I haven't listened to Alanis in a while, but I'll, I'll go through my library there. Um, how's your coaching involved, Coach, uh, since you first stepped onto the sidelines with FHS? Are the players different? That's a great Pardon me? Are the players different? Um, you know, I, I think that um, when I first started, obviously, any new coach will try to figure out what their coaching philosophy is going to be and what they're going to, you know, what what's going to be their non-negotiables and what they, they want their identity to be. Um, and obviously, you know, stepping into a Sussex, su- such a successful program and, and such a long history of success little bit nerve nerve wracking and you know that you're following some great coaches and um yeah i just wanted to hold true to to what i believe and and um so you know that was took a little bit of time but the players have always always bought in um and um so my style and what i've changed over the years is just realizing that i can let go and and give away control and it's funny because uh you know coaching with bram for as long as we have you know I never wanted. I never want to give the impression that I'm up in the tower talking down to everybody. I want to be like in the trenches and, and doing, you know, in the drills and all that stuff. And and you know, Bram said, you know, let us do stuff in practice. Like let us run stuff, and you just sit back because that's your job, and you're trying to bring it all together. And so you know, that takes a little bit. You know, you've got to let go, right? And obviously, I trust Bram and Brett, but. You know, when you're when you're managing and running a team, you want to have, you know, you're controlling everything. But, you know, you know that you have, you know, good assistant coaches, coaches that you can just throw, you know, things at. And um, that's where I've learned. And I found that, you know, doing that and also getting feedback from players and, and getting their input allows them to have control or feel like they have control. And that way we can grow as a team and they and we all feel like one. So, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun process and, and I, I love learning. I love, you know, listening to other coaches and what they're doing and, and trying to tweak things to make it our own. It's, it's just been a fun process. Do you think it can be good? Um, you know, it doesn't matter which team, whether you're coaching FHS, Leo Hayes, Bernice McNaughton, if the head coach does have, as you said, an assistant coach, just so the players aren't hearing one voice all the time and may start tuning you out on January 27th or something like that. Is that is that fair? I think it is. And I think it's, it, I mean, I can just speak to, to our example. Um, the three of us are, are all different. You know, we all love the game. We all want to help these players achieve their goal. Um, our beliefs and in, in how the game should be played and what we, how we want to play are the same, but obviously our de- delivery uh, with all of us is different. You know, um, uh, one thing I love about Bram is Bram's a straight shooter. 
um, and he's going to oh, really? tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I love that. And 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 you know, he 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 gives you the honest feedback, but he also follows it up with you know he doesn't you know talk. We don't talk down to the players, but we're not going to tell you something that's not real. And you know, so and he always follows it up with you know something you know, caring and, and, and rational why he said what he said. And maybe I'm, maybe I guess, so the good cop where my delivery is maybe a little bit softer at times um, and kind of talking them through why we want. And then Brett, I find is just his, his experience is so fresh, right? Like he's just come off of university career. So he can talk to the guys like what is actually happening now. And this is, you know, versus Bram and I 20 years ago playing, you know what I mean? It's it's uh, it, it, it holds more of a punch. I think the players know that they have three players that have played at that level. But every every one of us, it's you know, it's different. So I, I love the, the dynamic of our coaching. So I want to go back to something you mentioned early on about when we were talking about the teams in the tournament. And it may just be me that is bothered by this, but I'm always bothered when I go to look at the standings of AAA boys basketball. And I look at two teams in your division conference, and then I look down to St. John, and there's a list a mile long and the discrepancy of league games. Does that bother yeah. you as a coach? Would you rather have more teams in your league to play league games, or would you rather have that freedom in, in your maximum games played to go to a whole bunch of tournaments? Um, you know, it's, it, that's a great question. And, and it's, it's something that's talked about, you know, all year. That's when people ask, ask that, ask me that question. Number one, it'd be nice to have more, more league games, um, just to create that, you know, competitive fire throughout the week. Like for example, you know, um, Ross a is playing RNS tonight and then, you know, they're going to practice tomorrow and then they're going to play us on Tuesday and talking to Peter on the weekend. I mean, they're, they're only, the downside of that is they, they only get to practice, you know, two, three times a week because they're playing so many games. And some games, obviously, they're a little bit one-sided. So sometimes, it, you know, in that situation would be better to practice versus, you know, playing those games where, you know, you're kind of in a lose-lose if you're running up the score or, or what have you, if, you, if you're on the, the, the good side of it. I like the situation we're in because a couple things that allows us to play more tournaments because we're not, you know, wasting – we're not uh, burning up all of our games in league play. And also the setup of um, where we have sectionals, it gets or regional, sorry, it gets our players um, already in that kind of playoff mindset. It, and if you do well and you, and you make it past regionals and you're rolling into to sectionals and you've kind of still going to be some nerves, but the players are already um, kind of used to that feeling when a, if it's a, you know, a winner go home situation versus you know the Moncton side where they already have their their top four for sectionals already in place from their league play right and, we, and with our we have our regional so that way we get us and St. John together to figure out a top four from our side so yeah so, um, so now you're understanding why me as a as a fan yeah is yeah. so confused when I go look at yeah. the way that that high school basketball is run at the NBIAA level yeah. it's just everything is over the map there's different rules for different conferences and brad i remember yeah. you and i having a conversation way back when through twitter back when we just sort of first knew each other you were running the uh, nb hoop report right. uh and i reached out to say help me understand what's how to how to understand what's going on with high school basketball playoffs and i probably didn't have an answer well and your answer was yeah. really long and it would sounded a lot like mike's <laughs> and it's like you, yeah. your head your head spinning when you get to the end of yeah. it uh, and, and and i know it's not oriented around fans right 
uh, but it, it's it's just it's confusing. I'll I'll just stop it at that. And I don't disagree. I mean, I have that conversation every year with parents, talking them through how regional sectionals <laughs> all work, right? And and it's at least you know three or four times trying to well, draw it on the whiteboard and say this is what's happening, you know. And talking to other coaches around the province, I don't know what the solution could be. You know, whether I mean, obviously you'd, you'd have to kind of build it up, like scrap it all and like build it up. Yeah. But I mean, you could even do kind of just kind of talking out loud. You you know maybe do some tournaments throughout the year. There were kind of like ranking tournaments to kind of you know what I mean. Just so you have that, you go to a tournament, you know that all these teams are going to be you know going for a banner. And these games within the tournament kind of mean something. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it just there, there's all it kinds of, kind of there's all kinds of options. It's the imbalance of things that right. sure whether, yeah. whether yeah. it's a playoff format or the number of the teams in a in a league. And and then I look, look sort of at FHS and Leo Hayes, and they get their head to head game out of the way in conference, and <laughs> then they get to sort of second semester, and there's a tournament or two that they're in, but no real game competition. And then you're sort of right into playoffs outside of you know outside of that. And I I always yeah. just sort of shake my head at that and. And uh, we've always been curious to ask, and now here I did. There you go. And, and the high school season, uh, as you know, Mike, uh, you're playing in the Cotter, and then it's Christmas, then it's uh, exams, and then there's a couple of tournaments, and then you are into the regional sectionals. Next thing you know, it's Harbor Station. Uh, it yeah. goes that second half, once January gets here, and the kids yeah. have the exams behind them, it's just a, a sprint to the finish. It seems to end so quickly. Yeah. And how do you it, prepare it, I, the kids for that? Well, it's, I was just going to say, it's an interesting, you know, so we're going through this time right now where, you know, every team you're, you're trying to ramp up and you're trying to trend in the right direction, kind of like a plane taking off and you, you, you get going, you get going, you get going, and then you have Christmas break. So, you know, what we try to do through, through the break is we, you know, I'm not really concerned with, you know, the basketballs that are bouncing as much as we're getting in shape and staying in shape because we don't want to take that, you know, that downslide and then have to ramp back up again. So, you know, if it kind of, you know, flatlines a little bit, um, but we don't want any dips throughout those two weeks, we're still going to play some games. And then, yeah, like when the, I wish that exams were by Christmas. They used to be. And I, I understand I remember that before Christmas, right? You'd stress out it was, and yeah. Christmas and then, without worry. Yeah. And then you're then, you know, you get into January and then now you're you're really, you know, talking to players about time management now they're getting stressed because now they're they're worrying about okay well i need to practice and now i have to study and and and, and for me I, you know that's i say to the guys like yes if you need extra time to study that's that's great i'll give that to you but this is life fellas and this is about managing your time if you know that you have you know a math test and that's you know heavily loaded well start prepping two weeks and just chip away and chip away and chip away because i mean it's a scientific fact that physical activity helps brain development. So, you know, you come into practice for an hour and a half and just, you know, working on that is going to help with your studies. And um, so you're trying to work them through that because that's what they're going to have to face in university. Um, but I wish it, it does come at a bad time because then it's, then it's exams. And then, yeah, you're, you're right into, you know, the end of January and then you got one more tournament and then playoff time. So just looking forward university, there's even a bigger gap when I look at the UNB schedule or the Tommy schedule, they finish the first of December. It's the second yeah. week of January. It's five, six weeks. How did yeah. you deal with that as a player back in your in your university days? I know busy with exams and <laughs> and I'm sure some additional programming. But what, what's that like? What's it like to go through that with such a such a break? Yeah, you know, it's same thing. You, you would still, you know, you know, chip away your studies, but you'd still have, 
you know, you know, weight set, weight room sessions and, you know, shooting individual shooting workouts or some scrimmages just to kind of stay fresh. It was, it was a nice break because, you know, you're not in that, you know, competing all the time um, because you're going hard, you know, in university from what uh, August, right. You know, kind of dry land training starts and then you're right into it. Um, and then you have exams and, and really like, for example, you know, Malcolm Christie's back and he's practicing with us the last two days because he wants to stay in shape. And he's, he was really enjoying it because this year he actually has about a week and a half um, before he has to go back to Halifax. And last year, I think he only had three or four days because just the way his exam schedule worked, um, he was only home for a little bit. But it's nice, you know, for him, speak, like kind of living through his his excitement now, it was nice to go home and see my friends and, and uh, you know, try to get some scrimmages with uh, my buddies, you know, in St. John before I had to come back to Fredericton. So, yeah, you just, I guess it, it's all about how serious the player is. Um, there, there are some players that oh, I don't have to do anything for two weeks. And then when they come back in two weeks time, coach isn't probably happy with them because they're not where they need to be. Right. But there's other players that want to have success that know that they have to put in the work and still, you know, chip away and get in the weight room and, and get their individual work workouts done. So, um, yeah, it's, it, I guess it's, it's a balance. Um, but again, it's, it's a fun process. We're talking with Mike King, the head coach of the FHS Black Cats, getting set for the Cotter Classic uh, this week, starts Thursday, and we'd hope to get Kristen Piercy, uh, head coach of the Leo Hayes uh, varsity uh, girls squad as well. Some games I'm looking forward to uh, from a recruiting point of view and just for a sheer entertainment point of view on the girls' side, uh, Leo Hayes and KV on Friday at 3 o'clock at FHS, but it all kicks off Thursday uh, for both sections. So, uh, it, and, and the teams get to go to Bliss as well, uh, middle school, which is a quality gymnasium. Uh, make sure you wipe your shoes. But, uh, you know, once you get there, uh, it, it's loud, isn't it? Uh, just a different environment for the players. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. And we and we, flip, we switch it every year. So last year the girls played uh, in front of the Bliss Carmen uh, students and we played in front of FHS students. And then this year we'll be at Bliss, and the girls will be at FHS, and it's it's such an awesome atmosphere for for the players and and, and the younger students and the older students too, just to just go crazy and cheer. And uh, you know, you, I, I just love those spirit games because it is it's nerve wracking and it and it's a true test to see you know for your team to stay together. Um, it's it's easier when you're the team that's being cheered for versus you know the team che- cheered against. I mean, two weeks ago we played uh, Riverview at the hoop classic in front of their school. Um, and uh, so now we're going to get the return of the favor and we'll play them in front of the bliss students. But uh, yeah, again, I, I, you know, I, I said to our boys, you know, when you play in front of someone else's fans, I mean, all we have uh, is the, you know, the 10 parents that are there, you know, when you're in someone else's gym and you're just trying to create the energy amongst ourselves. I mean, that's, that's what it's going to take. If you need to, if you need to win on the road, you can't rely on, you know, everybody else in the arena, you got to worry about the, you know, the 12 players and the three coaches or however many coaches you have on staff. And, and that is a loud gym. I remember being at the table there at Bless Carmen for that uh, spirit game last year, the FHS girls. And it was Woodstock they were playing. Charlene Mulover was there. Right. They were coaching at time since back to Leo Hayes. Uh, and one of the, I remember one of the Woodstock players coming off to, to speak to, to either Lisa Smith or, or Charlene at the, at the coach and said, it's so loud in here, I can't hear myself think. Uh, so it, it it does make a difference to the players on the floor, and it was absolutely, uh, you know, it was loud, it was crazy, and it it was a lot of fun just sort of to to be there and and uh, to see those those kids have fun. 
Um, should mention the full schedule is linked from our podcast website. It's called latescratches.podbean.com. There's a link there. Uh, if you just scroll down a little bit, you'll find the link uh, out to the full schedule for the Cotter Classic. Uh, so all the games all the time. You don't have to memorize things that we're talking about here now. Just just, <laughs> just, just get there early, get a good seat, and yeah. then you can just you know sit back with your feet up and yeah, uh, just so, watch interscholastic um, basketball. Mike, on, on the boys' side, uh, who are some of the players on your team and other teams that uh, you know fans should be watching for this weekend? I know you know last year there was uh, Muscroft from Sussex was – was a really strong player and Lance uh, Mombrakat on your team as well off to to AOS. Who who are those uh, standouts that uh, teams should be looking for this year or players should be fans should be looking for? Yeah, um, I, I'm still trying to get familiar with uh, most of the players because if I'm honest with you, I, I just really care about our team. <laughs> and uh, you know when we're when we're scouting, we kind of have an idea of the other players. Um, you know, standouts for Rossi would be uh, Colin Tilly or uh, yeah, Colin Tilly would be there. Their guy, he he really uh, uh, lit it up against us um, on Saturday. Um, KV's got a couple players um, that are that are uh, gritty. They've got some speed. Um, I, I don't really I'm, again. I'm trying to get to know their names because they are fairly young and um, and they they all played summer ball. But um, yeah, I mean the the, the teams that are coming um, are competitive, and uh, I think you know it it. it they'll provide some good entertainment for, for the fans to watch. Um, I can speak to our team. Um, Cam Evans, obviously he's going to stew. He's, um, you know, he, he's one of our, our key players, uh, Jake Christie. Um, he's in grade 11 and, uh, Noah Versloot. He's, he's a starter for us. Um, he really sparks us, um, gets us going on defense. Um, but we're just trying to do it as, as a committee, really. Um, we know that it's going to take 12 guys. And really, it's been in the last couple games, it's 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 not one or two guys that is doing it for us. We played Leo Hayes t- um, last week. We had everybody on, on the score sheet, um, got the result that we wanted, but it was it was an overall great team win. So that's what we're just. That's the emphasis we're trying to take. Um, so I really didn't answer your question about all the good players. No, no, I, I, it's, uh, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Mike, uh, you had mentioned earlier, and I know you're integral with the Fusion uh, basketball program, the youth program uh, in Fredericton. What's the state of uh, of the youth basketball game? I know the numbers are are off the charts, which is great. Um, yep. Retention is that the number one thing, or is like you know what? Let's just have fun and and see how the the children progress. No, I think I mean the. the as you said, our numbers are great. Um, I mean, you know, my son's uh, playing U11, and we had 120 U11 players try out um, to make two competitive teams. Um, so we took 20 kids uh, for a U11A. We had enough to, to make a U11B, which we took another 20 kids. Um, so there's 40 kids at the U11H on the boys' side. Uh, playing competitive basketball and then the others are playing in a city league so they've got we've got eight teams and you know they're playing against each other so and the girls have they have uh 20 um a 10a and 20b and then we have you know u13 u14 so i mean it, it basketball in, in the in the cities in a great spot um the model that we took uh for u11 for the a kind of we did it um uh, took it from BNB during the COVID year where they kind of trained in pods. So we took 20, as I said, and we practiced together twice a week and then we made two balanced teams. So we always travel together. So we're, you know, fusion one, fusion two, as we go to a U11A tournament. 
Um, and it's really worked out well um, to develop the kids. Um, learning, this is our second year doing it, learning through it, I think, you know, that's that's a great age to do it. And then as the kids get older, you do a year A, your B teams. Um, but uh, but it's a great, I think it's, it's a great starter for the U11 age. Um, yeah, and then, you know, as you said, retention, kind of on the girls' side, just, you know, trying to keep those girls involved. Their numbers are great on the girl, the, the U11, uh, U13, um, just trying to keep them involved as they get to U14. You know, you're trying to fight that battle with volleyball, which is, is a great sport, and um, just trying to keep as many girls involved as we can. So um, it's great. I, I'm, I'm uh, really enjoying being a part of it and just trying to move the, you know, move it forward and, and make it a strong basketball community that it is, but make it even stronger. Province-wide, would you say the same thing? I know there are pockets that are always have big numbers and some dwindle uh, every, you know, especially in some of the smaller communities. But uh, you get to see it from both levels. You get to see it at the interscholastic level and the youth level. Is it uh, pretty yeah. vibrant across the province at the youth level? It is. I mean, you look at, um, you know, the St. John area, the Lancaster, they have two, they have two teams. I, I mean, I think the uh, the I think either we're the first or we're the largest or second largest. I know KV's got a, a large organization. Um, but they don't have very many competitive teams. They're just they're kind of taking the model of just um, balanced teams across the board. So we haven't seen them, and they haven't they haven't played in any competitive tournaments. But there's KV, there's Lancaster. You know, in the Moncton area, you have 506 has kind of started their whole little small thing with the with the minor stuff, and then you have Moncton Minor Basketball and Riverview. Um, so you have those pockets there. Um, it would be nice to see them all work together. Um, that's what kind of we try to do here in Fredericton. You know, we had North Side and South Side, and like, why not? Let's just all get under one umbrella. Let's all play for Fredericton. Um, and then obviously, you see that going up through high school with you know five hundred six going prep and talking to some of the Moncton uh, coaches. You know, they're you know they're losing you know a player or two from their team. Um, you know, to go to a prep uh, prep team. So you know, then you get that. Then it kind of goes down the hole of what's high school basketball going to look like you know i mean if if everybody goes this way um you know so that's i don't know if that's ever going to happen but i mean I, I like i like it when kids play for their high school i understand that you know i can only speak to our program because i'm so passionate about our program and i know that what what we can do for our players and how we can expose them um i feel that you know that's i wouldn't want anybody i i, I don't see why someone would have to do that but I understand that if you live in a small community and you don't have that exposure, well, let's go to a program where I can get exposed if I want to try to play, you know, after high school. So I get that. Um, and I don't know if it'll just go all club and, you know, high school, high school basketball will still be high school basketball. But, you know, you're, ha you're going to have your top, your top players playing club. Facilities so. in Fredericton. And I <laughs> You know, talking with the fusion, just trying to get gym time. Uh, and I mean, anything with a roof that might look like a gym is being used, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. It's easy for us to sit here as sports fanatics and say, you know, the city needs some sort of a field house with multi court. Like, I look what happened up at uh, Florenceville, Bristol, with that beautiful uh, new facility up there. Um, mm -hmm. Is that something that you think is, uh, is shouldn't be just a fantasy wish list that we'd love to see it uh, happen in the city? I think it, I think it would be awesome. You know, you just, if you, I mean, just, you know, just to kind of paint a picture, if you had, you know, the exhibition grounds, you know, you had a big building like that, just with, you know, four or five, six courts. I mean, it doesn't have to be fancy, you know, you have, it's heated and you have bathrooms and kids are able just to play and you don't have to worry about, uh, 
the hoops you have to jump through sometimes when you're booking, uh, you know, when you're using a, a school, you know, if, if it's a snow day or what have you, because that's always, you know, that's always some something that people get upset about when it's a snow day, then school shut down, you can't practice, you know, and then school, you know, the roads are bad in the morning, but it's fine at five o'clock, you know, and and that's always something that people get upset about. And if you if you were a club and well, with Fusion and you had your own, you know, you know your own gym you wouldn't have to worry about that because you would you know just uh you would go by your own rules and you wouldn't have to kind of adhere to this the district stuff right so i think it would be a huge huge bonus i mean they, they would be used for sure i mean they wouldn't go you know unused i can i can tell you that yeah well, when so gibby I, runs for council that'll be his platform <laughs> no, I, I think i think what we're really advocating for is a basketball first facility and not a multi-use community facility which then you're competing with a thousand other interest groups and someone then says that basketball gets x and and all these other things get uh, the an equal portion of time somehow or yeah although some, I, some I think court sports I, I could live with a court multi-sport court facility i i remember coaching youth basketball and getting bumped for a square dancing group nothing against square dancing and i don't okay. want those uh emails coming from the square dancing group but i was just okay i've got a bunch of kids here uh, going to the gym to practice and we get booted by square dancers. Now, this is really going back in my memory, but I actually think in grade six, I won the district square dancing championship. <laughs> there we go. Give me an arms here. This is going, this is going yeah. way back. I know how to do si do, let's just say. John Hickey's quite a dancer too. Have you ever seen John Hickey on the dance floor, coach? I, I saw uh, when he was at, uh, it was years ago, NASSIS, they did like a flash mob. And uh, yeah, he was he was busting a move. It was, yeah, it was yeah. pretty impressive. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I picture a suit that's, you know, uh, pretty much sparkly all the way from top to bottom. <laughs> yeah, Porter Wagner style. Port- you guys, well, oh, there, there you, there you go. go. Yeah. Mike, you're probably exactly. going Porter who, but I know there's a certain segment <laughs> of our audience that would know who Porter Wagner is. Uh, we're with Mike King, the head coach of FHS Varsity Black Cats Boys. And getting set for the Cotter Classic, um, it all kicks off Thursday at FHS and Bliss Carmen. As Gibby said, you can check our website and the work that Bill does on that uh, to get the schedule. But just uh, some outstanding teams in town. It's just it's a great time of year too. I mean, Christmas is kind of beckoning the holiday seasons and uh, recruiters in town and university <coughs> coaches. Uh, so there's a whole smorgasbord of basketball, not just on the floor, but a whole lot of stuff going on in the hallways and uh, and some of the classrooms too, isn't there? Yeah, and and uh, I was just listening to the forecast um, as we were getting some groceries, and everything's gonna be nice and warm. Oh and yeah, it's great. Last year, last year we um, yeah we lost we lost all the Moncton teams because school was closed on their on their side, so they couldn't travel. Um, so we had a couple people, a couple teams fill in. Um, uh, ESA was was awesome to uh, to jump in and and knew that you know they were up against some tough competition, but. Uh, Mario just said, "Listen, uh, it's it's better than practicing. You know, we get to we get to learn and we get to compete. Um, so that was that was huge for us because it kind of salvaged our tournament and be able to we had to modify some things, but um, it was a it was a huge help. And I was really appreciative that uh, that uh, he reached out and said he would jump in. So it was good. Yeah, I know you and I, Kevin Daly, a few years ago, when just a nasty storm blew through like on a Saturday and teams couldn't travel and that like going into the playoffs and you're down there with a slide ruler and a calculator trying to figure out how we can get this tournament finalized. Never fun, but that's good that you're, (laughs) I'm sure you started looking at the long range forecast (laughs) two weeks ago. Yeah. And it's, and it's funny when you think about the weather that we've had, I mean, really there hasn't been a tournament since the start of the season has been impacted with the, with the weather. So that's been, that's been good. Um, 
last year was i remember we were well just in st john last year but or just last weekend but we went to the riverboat last year and kind of rolled the dice where um okay we knew some bad weather was coming so we were going to leave thursday night after practice so we could get down to st john knowing that it was going to be like a you know a, a for sure snow day in fredericton but we couldn't travel if um if 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 school was canceled so we got down there a night early Sure enough, we wake up Friday morning, school's canceled in St. John's. <laughs> it was an extra night of hotel. <laughs> All right, yeah. Didn't work out and for And budget's us. not easy at that level either. So we're yeah. approaching that time where yes. Mike has to go. Should yeah. we do a short snappers uh, segment sure. with Mr. Fire King? Away. So this wasn't in the script, Mike, but uh, one of the popular things about the podcast is uh, rapid fire questions. So uh, you have no preparation for this and you can't hide. So uh, Gibby, okay. the, the floor is yours. So uh, this holiday item does not please everyone. What are your feelings on eggnog? <laughs> I like eggnog. Okay, there you go. Yuck. Uh, one moment. See, exactly. Yeah. A, a, a yes and a no. Uh, one moment in your sporting career uh, as a player or coach, you can relive, but you can't change the result. What is it? Um, I uh, can't relive. Um, well, any any result that is, is a good one, I, I would like. Um, I think... Um, I would, I'm going to say um, 2019, taking our FHS team to British Columbia um, and uh, getting out there um, and winning the whole thing. And and uh, it was it was really a crazy experience where you're going out there, you know you're going to face some good teams. Um, I was super nervous to bring a team across the country, um, but we had a tremendous amount of support from the parents um, and just getting out there was just it was magical um and just created some lifelong uh connections with players and parents and uh it's something that you know bumping into parents even to this day you know we talk about that that week um and it was it was special excellent who had the biggest impact on you as a young athlete um biggest impact probably um a lot of it wasn't any any particular um just coming to umb camps and really you know getting to know the players and hanging around with the players um you know greg map he was a former uh umb uh first um uh, red raider would have been at the time and yep. well i guess him and i made a good connection but just you know seeing seeing what it was like to play at that level uh alex kidney uh he was one of my other coaches there and just hanging out with them when all my buddies were sleeping and it was actually one night we were up having some pizza, and they were they were uh, the supervisors, and they gave us the master keys, and we we unlocked some of our friends' doors and woke them up in the middle of the night. But just uh, you know, just little memories like that, just you know, those connections really kind of inspired me to to want to see how far I could take my career. And you know, yeah, every every young athlete wants to see if they could go down south or whatever. But it was always, you know, UMB always held a special place in my heart just because. I went to camps and I made those connections with those players and, uh, you know, this is only an hour down the road. All right. Word has it. You golf a little bit. How's your handicap? Um, my handicap is a six. Yeah, that's, that's, you do golf a little bit. Uh, and we'll get you out of here with this last one, a pretty, pretty quick and easy one. You're going to watch the morning sports highlight show, Sportsnet or TSN. I'm watching TSN and I'm watching it, um, without Jay Onright's version. 
Um, I find when I get up and I have a coffee, I just want to hear, I just want to watch the sports. I don't want to, you know, feel like I'm on a late night talk show and watching that at, <laughs> you know, 536 in the morning. So um, yeah, that's what I'm tuning into. <laughs> Perfect. Very, it's, very it's entertaining. Good. It's entertaining, but I don't want it at 530 in the morning. That's a little much. <laughs> Two coffees into you even, it's still a little much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we've been here with Mike King, uh, Coach FHS uh, AAA Boys, leading into the Rick Carter Classic. We've told you a lot about the Carter Classic, as mentioned. Uh, schedule link from our podcast website, latescratches.podbean.com. Uh, check that out as well. Mike, will let you get off to practice. Brad and I will uh, we'll play a little ad here first, and then we'll uh, go into our usual wrap-up of the week in, in Fredericton Sports. But thanks for joining, Mike. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. All right. Regional Service Commission 11 is now known as the Capital Region Service Commission. For all your building or subdivision permits, regional transportation, social mandates, and economic development questions, visit capitalrsc.ca. That's C-A-P-I-T-A-L-R-S-C.ca. Email info at crsc.ca. Call 506-453-2956 or visit our office at 860 Prospect Street in Fredericton. Welcome back to Late Scratches podcast, where we cover local sports of all sorts. We just had Mike King on with us. He's since uh, gone off to run practice. Uh, Brad, another highly entertaining and informative discussion with a coach. Always talking to coaches is one of my absolute favorite things, and I've said it here a few times and no different there uh, with Mike. And, of course, interesting his perspective as the former player and then having Brett Speedy, a very recent former player, and he can see sort of the, the difference not going to call it the generation gap because I, to, <laughs> well, to me they're both they're both fairly young guys. Fair, but I, I remember coaching with Jackie Kerr one time, and uh, Jackie just a fireball of energy, right? And I made a Top Gun reference to the girls. <laughs> just even Jackie just stopped and said, uh, "Coach, and like nobody knows what Top Gun is. Like they do now that the sequel or whatever came out. But yeah, and so I think you do need that that." generational i don't want to say gap but just uh you know somebody like brett who's, who's pretty young and uh most of the you see a lot of the schools now with some of the younger coaches on the boys and girls side i think it's great yeah absolutely and uh you know to go back to last week another coach on Gary mcdougall of the umb reds uh, by far our most popular hockey guest uh tons of feedback on on uh, on gardner and tons of great comments from all over um i think i think of everyone who we mentioned uh, in the podcast last week, uh, listened. We can't help that, but raise our numbers on, on listeners. Uh, just remarkable energy, and really easy to see uh, why he's known as a master motivator. Absolutely. Just uh, you spend any time with Coach Mac, and uh, yeah, you just come away feeling better about yourself. You could be, you know, dragging your heels and feeling kind of bad, and ten minutes later, you're walking out with a bit of a jump in your in your run. I guess so. A lot of fun. And it, it, one thing I really like about this Gibby is that. Everybody just, it's accessible. And we, we've tried, like we tried with, you know, Coach McAleenan as well, and she's busy practicing. They're still practicing. So it's not always easy at night. And we've made some, uh, you know, where we've done some interviews in the afternoon as well. But um, you don't ask a question and, and don't get a response with the guests we've had, which is, yeah. it, which is exciting. And I think it's led yeah. to, and we tell everybody, don't we? There's no script here. Like, yeah. uh, we might have some notes uh, chiseled away, but uh, once somebody asks or answers a question, we could go anywhere. And I think that's what makes it so much fun. It, it is. And I, I just love talking, as I said, to the coaches and all the guests. It's, uh, it's just been amazing. And you'll be behind uh, uh, the 
public address uh, mic uh, for a bunch of games this weekend. Yeah, I'll be I'll be at FHS glued uh, glued to my chair there. Um, on the and it's and the, as Mike said, it's not going to be it's not going to be cold. And that FHM FHS gym, particularly when you're sitting at the scores table yeah. in the winter's time, in the winter time, if you're there all day, you're told you oh, can come yeah. out of there with frostbite on the toes, and you don't even know it. You know, Bill Flan would pack his lunch when he was doing scoring. Most of it would be frozen by the time yes. you know the, the, the early evening games. Yeah, that, uh, not a lot of insulation in the in the <laughs> old uh, gym there, even after the renovation. Um, should we do a rundown of some of the local happenings over over the last week? Yeah. Uh, NBPI Major U18 Hockey League, uh, Sunday, December 17th, uh, Charlottetown at Fredericton, Office Interior Caps, 3 o'clock, Willie O'Ree, so that's, uh, that's coming up this week. That's Remember, a... you have to win the front entrance only at Willie O'Ree now, that's yeah. kind of a wacky story. Yeah, it was a wacky story, and I've, I've been meaning to ask someone what exactly is going on there, what are the security well, concerns that they have? I think we had played a geezer game there uh, last week. And uh, no, your, your teammates might not appreciate that. Oh, they know. That's what I say. By the way, uh, our old timers team is hosting a massive tournament in January, third week of January and uh, the old props tournament. And there's just dozens and dozens of teams, six women's teams, a bunch of men's teams, and it's a blast. Um, but yeah, we went there and we had to go in uh, one of the side front doors because uh, apparently some theft and, and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of a sad story, but it's also just what's happening. Yeah. Anyway, not to derail. No, but it's it, it, it was real. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I saw the story in the paper, and there was it was bereft of details, as you often get from from police stories. Is they don't tell you much. Well, I'm say I'm very weird with my hockey sticks. Like nobody touches the guys on my team for years. No, no don't touch the sticks. So I remember uh, playing at the old Nassus Arena, and there was a dressing room down at the end, and there was an exit right beside it. So we come off, and my sticks are inside, and. <laughs> All the guys had put their sticks on the outside, um, you know, after the game or whatever, and yeah. somebody just come in and arm load of sticks and out the exit door and gone. The guys got dressed and come out and all the sticks were gone. Uh, so, yeah, so I assume some of that uh, type of nefarious detail is going on. Yeah, I could see that happening. Uh, NB Southern Senior Hockey League. Oh, I just thought of another Nassus Arena story. Okay. Um, I actually have some doors from the Nashwaxis Arena. Some doors? <laughs> some, some doors from the dressing rooms of the Nashwaxis right. Arena. <laughs> we won't get any farther <laughs> okay. than that. That's um, But yeah, the Nashwaxis Arena doesn't exist anymore. No, it doesn't. Uh, so it's okay for me to say that I've got some doors from the arena, I think. Well, <laughs> there, we, we, won't, we won't say how we got, how we got so those. So you've got Nashwaxis Arena doors and you're a square dancing champion. <laughs> yeah, but the, uh, yeah, yeah, it's long ago. See what square we learned dance, on this, long folks? Ago, square dancing champion. Um, NB Southern Senior Hockey league uh saturday the 16th grand lake at tri-county eight o'clock at the complex at the tri-county complex the express at home yes yes you've got the red wings uh this Friday week night. they yeah. beat camelton 5-4 and then lost at west kent so it's another weekend in splitsville for them yeah just trying to find that um you know that little run like that three four game run i think the red wings are in fourth now in the north so a little bit they're eight up on camelton that was a big win that was a fun game last saturday wide open uh 54 42 or something the shots for the tigers um just a you know one of those high octane offensive games uh west kent steamers from bucktoosh coming to town on uh, friday night that'll be the last game uh 
uh, before Christmas for the Red Wings. And, and Fredericton's only three points behind Miramichi, which lost its uh, top goaltender who uh, was promoted to the Charlottetown Islanders of the Q. So I was actually joined in the broadcast by Logan Carruthers, former okay. uh, Red Wings defenseman, one of the played one of the or some of the most games in, in Red Wings history. So he's out west playing at Portage College, and he joined me in the, as color commentator, which was a lot of fun because he's dabbling in communications. He's going to school out west, taking a welding course, but he's bitten by the media bug a bit. So it was fun to, to slap the headphones on Logan. He was going to stay for the first period, but he had so many stories. I said, no, no, stick around. So hopefully he joins me again on Friday. Oh, well, that's excellent. Yeah. Uh, you know, happy to happy to hear that. Uh, moving down through my list of things, nothing with Stu or UNB women's hockey, UNB men's hockey. We heard Gardner mention a possible holiday season exhibition game. I think it was just after Christmas. Right. You still with us when he mentioned that? It was I like was. 28th yeah. or something? Yes. Uh, so that that could be uh, happening. Look to your uh, uh, your UNB Reds social media and and uh, websites for that information. If we get it, uh, we'll certainly uh, you know post it. If it's if it's a local game, I'm not sure whether they're on the road for that or or not. I I assumed local, but you never know. I it's funny you say about the UNB playing and hoping to because they used to have a tournament every uh, between Christmas and New Year's and uh, the, the Kelly uh, Cup, the Kelly Cup, and. Uh, Tommy Kulin squad with Ted Nolan come in. The um, Polish uh, team came in a few years ago, which was pretty cool. Um, and I'll just go back to Logan Crothers in a second. He's playing in the Alberta Collegiate League. And I know there had been some talk, and I don't know if it was just uh, beer talk or what, of uh, the ACAA getting into hockey. Uh, they have some women's club teams, but not not necessarily funded by the university because we know how expensive it is to run a hockey program. But uh, UNBSGA used to play in a local junior B league years ago, and uh, – of course, St. Thomas doesn't have a hockey team uh, on the men's side of a very good women's team. Um, but it would be nice to see uh, that happen. I don't know if it would ever Are happen, some of them but, into yeah. that now? Like, I want to say when I lived on the island at Holland College. Holland College has a women's team. And it maybe was women's place, hockey yeah, that I'm and, remembering. Uh, and it's just it's just one of those things you talk about. It'd be great to see just to have another option. But maybe the fields are too crowded as it is with the facilities. Well, I was going to say, I'd imagine we were into the same conversation of rink time as, Absolutely. as we are with uh, with gym time. Yeah. Uh, high school hockey. So I thought was plugged in with a pretty good source of the schedule, but uh, we totally missed last week was the big Leo Hayes high school hockey tournament, which which happens. Um, so apologies to the everyone out there for not knowing that that was going on. But again, if you're a listener and you do have high school hockey schedules, late scratches at outlook.com, late scratches at outlook.com, send them along. We'll talk about it. We'll get them posted uh, week to week with our, with our schedule and our recommendations. Uh, but on the schedule this week, uh, boys, triple a West FHS at Leo Hayes on Thursday, the 14th at Willie O'Ree, uh, OHS at Cite de Jeune, um, December 15th, Friday, two forty-five, which is a weird time for a Friday. So Friday may not be a school day. That's what I'm, I don't know. Seems like a strange start time to me that I saw posted could just be a typo. Uh, OHS at Cite de Jeune, uh, Saturday at 1130 in the morning. That would make sense the, the following day to, you know, stay there, play back to back. Uh, AAA girls, um, a Cole St. Anne and OHS have a pair one Thursday night at uh, 645, the Kings arrow, and then back, I think OESA plays at a York arena, uh, Saturday, the 16th, two o'clock. Good stuff. So a lot of hockey to go on the, on the schedule, as we all know, the university and it's a uh, first semester break. So an opportunity for other sports to shine. Uh, absolutely. Uh, UMB women's basketball, bit of news there this week. Uh, recruit announcement, uh, Sasha Dab, uh, I think six foot two inch center forward out of Nova Scotia. 
uh, played for the Arnbray Academy Osprey last year and presumably this year as well, mm-hmm. but I'm um, not, so, not certain of that, I just yeah. assume. Uh, that's Coach Jalen Skier. Of course, uh, Maritime Women's Basketball fans will know Jalen from her time in uh, the league with the uh, Hornets. With the Hornets, absolutely. So, um, yeah, UMB walks right smack dab into Halifax and says, sorry, yeah. Dal, sorry, Smew. Yeah, She's and... Yeah, and uh, Sasha Dab uh, certainly she's long, she's wirely wiry. She was on the U seventeen team that uh, went to nationals, and they played on the floor at Harbor Station before. Oh, that's right. Yes. Before the women's uh, legacy uh, cup, uh, women's legacy cup there as well. So uh, saw her, saw her there, and I was impressed with her at uh, last year's Carter Classic. Just to, to link it back to our guest uh, Mike King, uh, that's sort of where I first saw. At least I think I first saw uh, Sasha Dab play. I mean, might have seen her somewhere along the line when. And uh, much younger, uh, but that's uh, the sort of the first impression. Uh, also heard rumor, and you might have been the one to tell me this, uh, oh, St. Thomas men have an exhibition game on their schedule yeah. over, over the holidays. Yeah, playing on Miramichi on uh, January 3rd. It's a Wednesday. I think it's fantastic what's happened. I have to give, and I know we have some listeners from Miramichi, and just basketball mad. Like, it's no, amazing. It's, it's, it's wonderful. So when I when I first heard it, I, th- I assumed it was a Saturday night, and it turns out it's a Wednesday, uh, but no school, of course. So uh, Miramichi, the city, is hosting a basketball bonanza that day with uh, youth, ba- youth basketball, uh, Special Olympics basketball, and it's all leading up uh, to, to John Hickey's St. Thomas University. Tommy's playing UPEI Panthers in a preseason game, uh, which they'll fill, I'm sure, at uh, MBHS. Oh. And uh, some other announcements expected uh, that day as well. Uh, I think it's just going to be a fantastic, uh, a fantastic day on the she. Oh, there's news coming. It sounds like it. it sounds like yeah. there's news coming. Yeah. So yeah, stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned for news from the she yeah. uh, of the basketball variety. And I talked to John uh, Hickey last night actually, because um, I said, "How the heck did that come about?" And, and he just had some connections with the UPI coach, seeing him in yeah. summer tournaments and everything. And it's just, it's a perfect time. I mean. We talked to, to Coach King there about that that break you know, at the high school level and the university level. So it's a chance that you or you're not playing in a tournament where you might play three or four games in four days, and you're just, you know, you want to practice. So it's a one game, one off type thing, and then get ready for the second half. He was a heck of a player back in his day too. Oof, the UPI coach, wow. a little bit, um, amazing. Uh, high school hoops. We talked a lot about this uh, this week uh, with the Carter Classic uh, looming, and of course uh, FHS and Leo Hayes played last week, which. Uh, uh, Coach King talked about. I do want to touch on on one thing that I know you and I have changed a, exchanged a number of, of notes about, uh, and another thing that, uh, that makes my eyebrows go up and kind of stabs me in the heart a little bit. Uh, OHS girls being a AAA team this year, they played both FHS and Leo Hayes, lost by 78 points each time. In fact, one game they didn't even have a field goal. Like that can't be good for girls basketball and and what's going on that. On either side. On either side. Absolutely. And uh, it's, you know, I, I, I do. I feel for the girls. You don't want to be put in that situation. And I, listen, I've been, as a player in a different sport, been on the end of some thrashings on, on both sides. And it just, uh, you know, you have to make decisions on what you think is right at the time. Who's ever making those decisions? But you also have to really do your homework and, and find out, okay, what's the level that we're getting into? Because OHS had dropped down to double A. And, and uh, nobody wants to see uh, a game like that. And it just, uh, you're trying to build character. Um, and that certainly isn't going to do it. And uh, and hopefully things get straightened out. It, it, because you want to play where you, but sometimes you don't have a choice, like especially at the next level. Like if you're if you're losing, well, too bad. You know, say at the university level, if you're 0-16, yeah, 
yeah. recruit better, you know, but it's not always that way at the interscholastic level. And there are some discrepancies in league play, um, but that's a big discrepancy. Yeah, that, that's a really big discrepancy. And we've talked a few times here, at least on the podcast, about keeping girls in basketball. Right. And then I see something like that, and, and it's not – it makes FHS and Leo Hayes look bad unnecessarily because the starters are out of those games early as much as they can be out of the games. I mean, you can't – your bench can't – they're not capable of playing the whole game. So your starters you have to come back in and play a little bit. Right. The girls that are on the court have to get a break at some point in time, so you have to get some of your starters back in and, and uh, play that way. But it's certainly not – uh, not a negative reflection on on Leo Hayes or FHS. It looks no. that way when you look at the score, yeah. but it's really not. They're no. not they're not running up the score. Right. Um, but it, yeah, I, it it hurts a little bit when you see a team in a league that you probably think is not the best decision. Yeah, and again, absolutely nothing to do with the players. It stings me as as a competitive individual um, to to know that some players had to go through that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think uh, I think enough said about that. We all know our. Uh, my feelings and, and your feelings on that. And it's a re- remarkably short list of, of goings on. There are a lot of things on my list here that I've kept on the list because they'll come back in a, in a few weeks. But we are into this quiet time where it's really, it's it's some hockey uh, and high school basketball is what uh, what we've got on, on the agenda. And then a few, uh, you know, drabblings of news around from, uh, uh, from the university sports. Lots of curling going on and... Uh... We'd hope to get Jake Thomas this week as well. Uh, look forward to that. Uh, Jake just couldn't make it work with the schedule. And a remarkable story, um, you know, out of Fredericton and a CFL veteran and very responsive to our request. So hopefully we get him. Uh, we're going to do some t- uh, taping at Greystone, yeah. um, which will be a lot of fun to get down there and, uh, you know, uh, talk to Jake about his career and uh, just in terms of being with Winnipeg coming out of Acadia and well, coming out of Fredericton before going to Acadia and just uh, yeah, you, you say um, Jake and Fredericton you have to ask yeah, which that's one true. Now. Yeah, like that's it's true. like okay Jake which it's one it's kind of amazing to have Jake you know obviously Jake Allen whose name is appearing in uh, you know teams looking for goaltenders yeah. at the at the trading deadline and and all that stuff so a lot of things going on that way and of course the Los Angeles tax dodgers have you seen that T-shirt out? Which made me chuckle today because <laughs> the Dodgers are on the top of my list of teams that I'm not a fan of. The Jays would be really close to that. But the whole Otani stuff, and uh, it's going to play for $2 million next year. Oh, oh really? On a, <laughs> on a $700 million on a contract? $700 that's million, that's a like, lot of I'll deferred money. What, there's some, a lot of deferred money. I think uh, when he's 40, he starts getting paid. Is, is there an opt-out after year one? <laughs> the the best part of it is I believe he gets paid through to uh, – 20 well to 34 bobby bonilla's contract with the new york mets finally finishes in 2035 so bobby yes. bonilla is just you know every july 1st the, the yeah, million bonilla, bucks yeah million bucks just like amazing just, it, like amazing. the smartest thing he could ever done for himself absolutely I mean, future value not the same as present value right but still but uh, you, you, yeah, <laughs> there's a whole lot of stories of guys who've blown Oof, a whole lot of absolutely. money in a whole lot of short time you that they've, that that they've had and a million dollars a year for a whole long time. He's, I, I think that was a brilliant move on his yeah, part. Oh, 100%. Partic- particularly and, and with the the other teammates that he had who right. were easily blowing a, a, whole <laughs> exactly. lot, a whole lot of money. Yeah, who are out selling, you know, cards yeah. now. But I, and it's just going to lead me to, and I know a lot of, you know, there are a lot of Jays fans in the, well, across the country and, um, just with the whole social media. And it started, what, three weeks ago with the whole Connor Bedard, uh, uh, Corey Perry stuff through social media that just wrapped up and then the the plane like 
I think, Gibby, what kind of drove me more crazy was a lot of credible media tracking this private jet that went on one of the Dragon's Den guys. So I did find out it cost 120 grand to yeah. rent a jet from L.A. to to uh i think robert heard, heard you've yeah oh he's of, got some of that but of just in case you and i find ourselves in los angeles anytime need to get home and hurry scrabble together 120k but yeah we'll we'll be walking if it's <laughs> yeah it's hitchhiking yeah but it, it's just it shows the power of social media in a in a and i know i've touched on it uh and i'm involved in social media a little bit um slowly getting away from it but when you have a team uh, that operates in the mwba you have to keep uh I have to keep up that, um, but it was amazing just to see the the fire and the fury and and there's it, it's one thing to be a passionate fan and I consider myself a passionate fan of two teams. Um, it used to be three, but the Titans are so bad. Although they did beat the Dolphins last night, but to get that worked up and uh, following a jet like eight minutes from landing, four minutes from landing, like we can't wait and it's all a ruse. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, I think you have to wait. You have to wait and see. There's so much speculation out there and everybody wants to be first. Right. And I mean, we all did that. Um, you know, but in, in the newspaper industry, you wanted to have that scoop. That's why the word was used. You wanted to have the scoop. When I was with the telegraph, we wanted to scoop the transcript of the gleaner. Yeah. And, uh, but it just, it got foolish. Like, well, so, social media has done that oh, 100%. for uh, so many things is people want to be first and it's so easy to react. I know, and you'll 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 find this unbelievable that there's been a few times that I've had replies typed out and then second thought, <laughs> right. yeah, I don't really want to say that. That's that's just me reacting. I'm not going to post that uh, to certain to certain things, even though it may be exactly how I feel. It's just made it so easy to get your expression out there, and and if you don't have that filter to rethink right. some of the things you're saying, yeah. and 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 if your job is to have the scoop, you want to be the one who's you know. Yeah, who's well, doing it and sometimes you get it wrong i mean yeah, you, you do you, you, and and i can speak firsthand and i remember years ago and this is well before social media when paul baxter had left the saint john flames as head coach speculation was running rampant who was going to be the next coach of the american hockey league team and i got wind from it's it's fun to be a little bit connected but i had reached out to rick vive who was then coaching in south carolina with the stingrays in the echl and i got his wife joyce and said you know identified myself and i said i understand that uh you know, Rick is going to be coming to become the next coach of St. John. She said, well, I better let you talk to him. So Squid, as he's known, got on the phone and uh, he said, nope, no plans there. I'm, I'm happy in South Carolina. But his name wouldn't go away. So smoke, fire type thing. So I got a call one day uh, because connected with one of the hotels in St. John that they were pretty sure that they saw Rick Vive check in. He, he didn't pay for his room. So yeah. he wasn't coming, wasn't leaving South Carolina to come to St. John for a night's vacation. So I ran with the story that he was going to be the next coach of the St. John Flames. And I'll never forget the next morning going down to the Irving on Manawaganish Road, picking up the paper and had the story before the news conference because the Flames had scheduled the news conference that morning and I was a wreck. I was like, and I was going to that news conference and I was like, you know, if Bill Gibson showed up as the head coach, I'd have complete pancake on my face. But it turned out to be Vive. But it was nerve-wracking to to have that. But now you can just, you know, take your fingers and thumbs and throw anything you want out there on uh, social media. So I think it's... uh, it's just it's too easy and we all want to be first and we all want to have pats on the back for being that first but um the, the term breaking news used to mean something now it's just like yeah I, I mean I, I don't know who when we don't talk a lot about professional sports because Otani's contract is another reason for me not to care about 
pro- professional sports. Well, my wife will say, and she's absolutely right, all this money that's being thrown, $700 million, what deferred or not, who cares? Yeah. It's the doctors and the scientists that are out there. They're the two, literally the true champions, the teachers. Yeah. Uh, just the person who goes to work nine to five, and we, we can't relate to that, yet we pay that money to well, they're, they're be, the becoming increasingly unaffordable, whether it be through your cable package right. or however you're, whichever streaming platform you're paying for or game tickets or whatever else. I mean, whatever else the sponsors of those teams are, you know, we ultimately pay for all that advertising through yeah, products absolutely. that we buy. I mean, right. so it, it's, it, it's, it, it's another reason for me, but to me, the, the, I don't know who Otani's agent is. I'll go back to that part. But that to me is a masterclass in how to handle free Manipulation. agency. They, they had Toronto and, and everyone associated with Toronto thinking that they really had a chance at him. And I don't think there was ever a hope that he right. was going there, no matter how much money they backed Just up. keep driving it he, up. He wants to win. And why would you live in Toronto when you can live in, live in L.A.? He probably doesn't even have to move. I mean, Across the interstate somewhere. But then Cody Bellinger's uh, fiance. Uh, Instagrammed or something, a photo of the CN Tower, which had everybody saying, okay, Bellinger's going to sign with the Jays. So it's just, it's, you know, and you can't say let it happen because it is a business. It's a competitive business in terms of the media, but it's all the more reason to, to come back to what we do, which is local sports. Pay five bucks, go watch the the kids or go watch the adults play. And it's just that, that's where it is because that's the person you're going to see uh, like, you know, I'm at the age now where a lot of my friends, some of their, their grandchildren are playing or their, their, their kids are playing. So it's fun to go watch uh, that level. And that's, that was the whole impetus behind this uh, podcast. And, yeah, and I've bought enjoy. a lot of team gear and team jerseys. And particularly when I was, when, or not jerseys, but team gear, T-shirts and whatnot. I've never, ever, that I can remember, bought a jersey with anybody's number or name on it. Right, because it's and particularly it's pretty, particularly yeah. now, <laughs> yeah. Don't get too attached. Yeah, to don't, you, you don't get too attached right. to players. And and yeah. when you know when you and I grew up, players were with teams yeah. most of their careers. Right. Some of them, you know, all their careers if they were decent players. Now the journeymen moved around more, and there were trades and sometimes impactful trades. But you could get pretty attached to a team and players from from when they were young and entered pretty much through to the retirement. In a Absolutely. lot of cases, yeah. I think my, my favorite team ever of all time is the 1979 Bruins that lost uh, in Game 7 against the Habs in the, the overtime goal. But, uh, but that team, the, the guts of that team was together a long time. Yeah. And you, th- those were the, the players you followed. Yeah, now it's and, just, uh, you know, rent-a-player. Yeah, it, it is. It's rent-a-player, and it's just such weirdly big business now that yeah. uh, I haven't been professional game in – that's many, why like, many many years and and again going to local sports or going to the minor sports the minor pro sports like down in, yeah. in, in portland with the sea dogs fantastic facility uh um, major junior in province uh, things like that junior a here in fredericton university obviously uh, so plenty of options yeah I, I would much rather you know and i don't particularly have a travel bug either a lot of people love to travel and love to go other places i've done some of it meh don't don't particularly have that. Bug You're just anymore. as happy to jump in for a road trip to Sussex to see the freeze. Listen, the I, I had lunch with a, a bunch of, uh, no, I guess former colleagues and current current friends today, and and you'll know one of them, uh, Mike Levine, uh, as well. And there were six or seven. Pick of up us. the tab. Six or seven. No, no, you know he, why? He actually he actually forgot arms. his wallet. <laughs> of course, crocodile arms. Yeah, he can he, never reach into the uh, best yeah, pocket. Uh, for, forgot the forgot his wallet today. Someone else had to pick up his tab, which. 
which is, is quite interesting. Um, and anyway, there were, everyone was talking about, you now this person was going to Europe and this other person was, you can imagine where Mike was going to, or three de- destinations. And, and I looked at everybody and said, I'm going to Sussex the 1st of February. Perfect. Well, hit Taste and See, nice restaurant. Well, there, yeah. And, yeah. and that, that, to me, that, that to me, to be at the Dairytown Classic uh, in February will be every bit as fun for me as it would be to go to, you know, Boston or... or uh, David Baxendale or, or wherever. Yeah, I, I'm sure I'll be yeah. well looked after down there. And, and uh, uh, that to me is about as motivated, uh, you know, as I need to be to go anywhere in, in February now. Looking a little farther ahead, uh, I mean, there's a couple of places in March that I might want to be locally, you know, Maritimes. Right. Um, one I don't have to leave the province for. Perfect. Yeah, so that that's uh, that's interesting. Might wanna might wanna check that out uh, later on. But yeah, that uh, the the Otani contract to me is just yeah. is another reason not to watch pro sports. No, you're absolutely right. But and he went to the Dodgers, and uh, away he goes. But I did see that T-shirt, the Los the Los Angeles tax Dodgers. So yeah. as as a fan of the Astros, I've taken enough grief over uh, you know uh, being a fan of the Astros. So it's now we. Can I, I always find away. the garbage can thing, and and where and uh, of course you're. Your employer, or former employer, whatever, however that works now right. with the with the Capital Region Service Commission uh, and and formerly the Fredericton Region Solid Waste right. Commission. Yep. I always found that a little bit it's ironic little that you are an Astros yeah. fan. <laughs> there you go. But I've never banged on any drums. No, no, no. Way, sure. And I, and I and I will say this. Uh, uh, I went out yesterday and bought my first pair of skates for our grandson, and what a moment that was! And so I had to call his mom, Kaylee, and I said, "Are you like size seven? You know, not size seven, like regular, yeah. like like infant size. And they're like, I, I, I took them out of the box and showed them to my wife. I said, these are unbelievable how cute these skates are. Did, did, so, are you going to have them bronzed? <laughs> yeah, that whole line, right? That's right. No, I won't have that. But uh, his first pair of Bauer, because his grandfather has worn Bauer since I've been seven and uh, only altered once. But um, yeah, what a, that's to me at, at my age now that is just a blast yeah, I, I can't wait yeah, to that's, that's pretty special yeah, that's pretty cool um and i know we're we're probably wrapping up here very quickly any any news on ellie may how's ellie may doing ellie may's fitting in where she in case you didn't know we fostered uh, a saint bernard pup who came from an abusive uh, home and uh the uh, foster fail, as we've talked about, so our seventy-pound uh, newest addition to the family has been <laughs> has been interesting. She uh, decided that today was going to be the day to uproot a burning bush in our backyard. I come out and I said, "What the hell did you just do? How did this happen?" And the poor bush was carried like twenty-two feet away. <laughs> anyway, she has a bit of a propensity for uh, for plants in the house and things like that, but. Just a big goof, um, lovable, um, the whole thing. And, and she's fit in with our middle dog. Our, our senior dog is just not happy. Sam is not happy. But, uh, yeah, so if you see uh, somebody out walking to St. Bernard and, you know, probably being pulled a little bit. But uh, uh, the training's going well. So Ellie May is, oh, that, uh, that's is well good. on her I'm way. I'm looking and, forward uh, to the Ellie May <laughs> Christmas story. Uh, so I think we are going to do one more podcast before Christmas next week. Yeah, we're hoping to. Uh, talk to Peter Allison today and hope to be at Greystone next week. And, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, the way you and I operate, we could have five guests. We could have one guest. Uh, we could just invite people in off the street. And, wow. uh, you know, it'd be in. easy to do there at Greystone and invite <laughs> people be, in off the street. Absolutely. So we look forward to that and maybe a little uh, Christmas flavor to that one. I think, it? yeah, there had been a request that we have some uh, some mock Christmas presents and always used to do it as columnists. And uh, you can have some fun with that, that's for sure. And, uh, yeah, so uh, we're, we're, what, a couple of weeks away from Christmas? And, 
Um, a couple of weeks before Christmas will be done in a couple Christmas weeks. Will be done. That's why you, you know you get to be our age. It's like yeah, two weeks. This will all be over. You know that's what we're all saying now. But uh, uh, still, plenty of stuff going on. And and like we had off the top with the Cotter Classic this week. If you're a fan of basketball or just want to get out and see some uh, interscholastic uh, hoops and, and some noise, uh, do it at FHS and, and Bliss Carmen. Uh, both Leo Hayes and FHS teams are involved. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. And the Red Wings are home uh, Friday night. Yeah, and uh, as uh, as has been the case for the last few weeks, the weekly schedule up on the on the podcast website, uh, latescratches.podbean.com, link there to the full Cotter schedule. And, of course, my picks of the week are things you should go see uh, there as well. So It's easy for me to sit across from you here in the downtown Marysville studio, and, and but you have to be lauded for the work you're doing with that schedule and everything that you do that way, Bill. Um because it's it all comes back to the fact that we're all looking for information. So if it's one-stop shopping, and, and like you said before, if there is a tournament, or if there's something funky going on that we don't know about because we don't know everything, contrary to popular belief, um, let us know because we're it's easy to to access and uh, and we like to promote it. And uh, who knows, maybe we can have a, find some guests. Yeah. So well. a couple of things I do know are going on this weekend, and and the first one is. Uh, the uh, Capital Christmas Clash uh, Wrestling uh, is this weekend. So I, I saw that and I thought, geez, they, they could be an interesting guest at some point in time to get, to get in behind what's going on in local wrestling. So that's at the Capital Exhibit Center Saturday night. I'm not exactly sure what time, but check that out on Facebook. Well, I did tell you I spent some time with Atlanta Grand Prix wrestlers yeah, you, when they you, came you, to St. John. And I, had, I was given carte blanche for those guys. <laughs> and... <laughs> the stories you know half of them i couldn't print them uh, in the paper like a day in the life of but i'll never forget sitting ringside uh, with some of the fans and this guy's maybe six or seven years old beside me and he threw up on the seat beside me <laughs> i was that for a visual i was like okay way too much cotton candy or whatever he was yep. ingesting so i get up and moved to an even crazier section but man what a 24-hour uh operation oh, it, it, it would be and i mean it, we talk about sports here and and that's more on the entertainment side of sports but there's some folks that are in pretty good shape even oh, even locally to do right. that so there's no way like, there's the training team. there's <laughs> there's there's a lot involved there mm-hmm. and and you know there's there's not a team of medics nope. sitting there these are these are guys that are coming in with their gym bag out of wherever they come from and all crammed you know, into parts all, unknown par, parts like unknown. the green bastard from the trailer yeah. park boys but that, <laughs> i remember uh the hustler rip rogers or rick rogers maybe somebody out there that's a wrestling aficionado will uh but i just remember because he wore all pink and he was yeah. the heel right yeah. and uh so i had a lot of fun uh, chatting with him and his, his i remember doing a story on his injury list you know like from head to toe <laughs> yeah and you're watching if you're listening to this before Saturday the 16th, the morning of the 16th, Marysville Wiseman Breakfast. A little special set of beans happening there this weekend. I've uh, I've somehow, in amongst the Cotter Classic and a work Christmas party, <laughs> committed myself to make, to make the beans for the commun- for commun- like, community breakfast this I weekend. I don't know, man. I don't like, know when I'm going to do that, but the slow yeah. cookers are going to be going all night Friday. I know well, that. Like, amazing. Are you cooking your famous brown bread as well? Or bacon, oh, no. There, don't be no. no there'll be no, there'll no, be no brown, brown bread. Don't, don't even tell them that there could be brown <laughs> bread to go with it because I do not have time to do brown bread for 100 people. Well, that's, uh, I'll give you a pat on the shoulder for that because with your schedule and, oh, by the way, can you throw in you know enough to feed? I don't know how many hundreds of people, but good on you yeah so yeah get it get out to that it'll be beans aside it's it's always a good breakfast and it's a great uh you know sense of community here in, in marysville for sure uh so i think that'll do it we're way over time oh well uh, yeah. but uh yeah very so good much fun to, it is yeah uh, 
come back again next week for the the Christmas uh, podcast. Who knows who'll be with us and what we'll be talking about, but it'll be fun. Late Scratches is the podcast that sports fans are talking about in the greater Fredericton area. Stories, features, and special guests are filling the gap for what's happening in your favorite sport around the region. If you want to advertise in this medium, now's your chance. You can sponsor a show or have a 15-second commercial on Late Scratches, your stop for Fredericton and area sports stories. Email latescratches at outlook.com for details.